Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is the Improv Chronicle Podcast. I'm Lloydie. You may have been in a show where everyone else came out on stage doing a great American, Canadian, British accent, and you were there thinking, oh boy, I can't do that. Or maybe someone just endowed you as being a famous figure during your scene. What do you do? It can be a high pressure situation for a lot of improvisers. So, how useful are accents and impressions in improv? And how can we use them well and, importantly, respectfully? During the height of the COVID pandemic, one of the things I watched online was a series of impressions videos called Celebrity Advice, made by UK celebrity impressionist, actor, director and improviser Ty Campbell. And I wondered, what made him want to do impressions on stage? Uh, Well, I think I've always done like funny voices, even when I was little. But I think um, it was when I'd be doing a show... Uh, an improv show basically so i'll be doing a gig and uh, anytime somebody would play like a, a pre-existing celebrity in that group it would usually just end up being me and then i, I started to feel like oh, okay this is actually quite good and i'd be getting quite a good response from the audience also i do remember one particular time when we were, it was a scene that was in the white house so i was like cool i'll play obama and then yeah it just went off and then people really enjoyed it so i thought maybe i'll put some more time into this and i thought maybe i'll put some more time into other characters too and then yeah it turns out yeah it's a thing how useful do you find doing these impressions in improv scenes um it always depends on the scene really because it, it kind of has to be organic it can't be forced and i think um in a regular scene, if that person just happens to come up, great. But otherwise, you know, I can't really shoehorn it in because uh, I actually do an improvised impression show. So that is all based on impressions. So I get to really stretch my legs that way. Um, and, and how does that show work? It's quite fun. It's fun and weird. So basically how it works is a random member of the audience um, gets to volunteer or picked out and they get a list of 30 impressions, 30 celebrities, um, fictional characters, well-known characters that I can do. And then they stand at the side of the stage and then the audience get to pick the location. Usually, you know, like a cafe, the beach, but people, a place where people can hang out basically. And then uh, I will play a scene or play a number of scenes where I will play 
one to about four characters simultaneously, but I don't know who's going to play, who I'm going to be playing next. So if you're me, you can't do impressions or accents. How do you go about doing a celeb? Okay, well, first of all, my first rule in impressions is that you're not doing that person, you're doing your version of that person. So it's not, it's not wrong. It doesn't matter what you do, it's not wrong because it's your interpretation of somebody. So if you want to do Madonna as, you know, a copy with a deep voice, that, that's Madonna. Now that is a fun workaround. But Ty is really good at impressions and he puts a lot of work into them. I can spend anywhere between a day to a month to trying to figure out a character before I would um, perform them in front of an actual audience. Yeah, and how, what I do with that is I look at, say, one video. I might look at a range, but I'll find this one video, and I don't change the video, I just look at this one video. So say um, uh, one video of um, Denzel Washington in, in an interview, and then what I do is I don't do the person as they are because turns out it's not as fun, and the audiences don't love it as much. So instead I find one characteristic, one small element, and then I stretch it out and then I make that the character. And then that kind of helps to build them. So say um, George Bush, I play as, uh, cause they're not just um, an impression. It's also a character and it's also a very specific point of view. So for me, when I play George Bush, George Bush is a child and I play him as a child and that, yeah. And also if people find that funny, he's like, you know, he's not allowed to have like a, uh, a knife cause he's not, he's not responsible enough to cut his own meat which is funny, you know, he was president. I play, yeah, I play Obama like a, like a parent. Um, and yeah, and sometimes I play against type, like um, uh, I might have Gandalf talking about rap or um, Darth Vader trying to give uh, father-son advice. Talking to Ty made me realise part of the work of doing a good impression is doing the work. But I was also really interested in his idea of playing the celebrity, how you want to play them. That seemed liberating and, and played into the whole idea of there not being wrong choices in improv. Shortly after talking to Ty, I spoke to a Nottingham-based improviser I know called John Hardy. John co-runs a team called Epic, who do an improvised movie and has a duo called Honey Badger. And he's just been on an accents course, which he was raving about. So we grabbed a coffee. OK, John's just approaching me and I feel the need to, to greet him in some kind of accent. Oh, hey, how are you? Great. I'm doing an accent. Can you not know? You yeah, can't. no, it's good. It's, it's is not, it? is it? <laughs> it's good. Now, you've been taking a course in accents. Why did you feel like you wanted to introduce accent work into what you do? Um, so there was two reasons to look at the accent work. So there's my comedy. I wanted to start doing characters um, when I was on stage. And I find a different accent puts me in a different character. Um, but also, I wanted to stop being so lazy with my voice and so lazy with my words. And I knew that having someone listen to every word and pull me up on every letter would be really good for everything I do in presenting, not just accents. You say you find like a, a character, uh, an accent puts you into a character. Um, how does that work exactly? Do you, can you break down how that happens for you? Yeah, so an accent will um, it'll move me into an area of the country that will remind me of something that's happened to me before. So it's not necessarily the accent itself. I know that some people struggle where an accent like would give some um, regional stereotypes, 
but that's not what it does for me. It reminds me of an incident. So if I'm in Birmingham, I worked in a gym, I met lots of students. I remember the students and the personalities, and then that might be something I can hook into for a character and build from. Um, if I stay in my own accent, I'm always the guy from Mansfield. So, and, and then my humour will be the same and my reference points will be the same. So it, I, I find an accent really useful to take me to a, a different place. When I'm a character, if I can remember somebody or a circumstance, then I, that creates a want or a need, and then that helps me then bring it into the scene. That sounds incredibly useful. There are probably some accents that are more problematic in context than others. Like, how do you navigate that? Um, yeah, I'll, so I won't... I won't ever pick, well, for starters, I'm lucky that I can't do any controversial accents. So I'm, I'm really lucky that I can um, swerve that. I don't think an accent, doing an accent is necessarily bad in acting, where there's a script and there's a requirement. But I think when you're on stage, you're a writer. So if, if you, I know you're improvising, but if you choose to, to write in an accent, then really you should have done some research about the place you're speaking about and the people. And, and really, uh, I think, especially in today's climate, it's not necessarily going to be the best choice. My, my get-out is nearly always, oh, I've lived here for a while, but I come from. And then I can choose my accent for wherever my scene partner's trying to put me. And that's, that's really good, because that means you can be uh, sensitive in, in terms of uh, culture, but you're also able to make sense in terms of the scene. Yeah, that, yeah. And, and I can only play from what I know. So whenever I've done an improv course, it's always go from your own experience. So I've always been like a, a white Midlands bloke. So I find it really hard to then be able to impose that into another character. And it's not that I wouldn't play another character necessarily, but I'd be reluctant to build, especially when I thought I don't have the right or the expertise or the background or the knowledge to do this. Um, so I've seen scenes where um, people play a character from an area and don't, don't change their voice, don't change their accent and they, that works really well, it almost feels respectful that they've just said well I'll just handle where I'm playing but I, I won't make an effort to try and hit a stereotype so you know and I, I kind of like that approach. Like any tool, using it responsibly is crucial. Ty Campbell again. Not everyone understands the difference between like a, an accent that seems to be more acceptable, like doing a Scottish one, or ones that say can make audiences or other players feel a bit more uncomfortable. And I think the easiest way to kind of understand that is in this scenario, in this like actual world, who is oppressed who? Because if, if there's a group that has been oppressed by another, and then it, it seems like they're being mocked by them by having their their um their accents or whatever kind of um, recreated on stage. But also there is a difference between uh, a character and a character who is supposed to be funny. Uh, so obviously there aren't many performers uh, of, of color and improv and say, so doing a, uh, a show where, for example, I would put on a Jamaican accent, some people might think, oh, they're doing a Jamaican accent. That's not something I see usually, the usual. That must be funny. That's the funny thing. And it's like, no, no, no. That's just my like me doing like one of my grandparents. So it's that kind of trying to create the distance between the 
accent and you know the thing that's supposed to be funny um because i have talked to before about like like say um the people who were were replicating on stage especially if it's like somebody that people already know um like i actually did see a group uh an all-white group uh played uh members of destiny's child but what was actually surprising how they did it was they didn't try to change their accents or didn't try and sass or anything they actually just kept their own english accents which meant because i think the characters came up so that those it was the easiest way for them to kind of work through it so it was good to see people kind of being more um sensible i guess um or having that kind of sensibility of how to kind of uh, approach that. So after hearing John rave about the accents course he'd been on, I asked him if he'd put me in touch with his teacher, Cooper Shaw. Cooper's an actor, writer, filmmaker, and dialect coach. She specializes in teaching dialects and character voices for improvisers. So I asked her, if we're using accents well, what do they give improvisers and improvised scenes? Ah, so uh, many things. I find that it's uh, it can be helpful just in giving you another element to step even further outside of yourself and just be another character. And a lot of um, a lot of actors find it, um, or and improvisers. I sort of use the term actor and improviser interchangeably a lot of times. So um, a lot of actors find it um, a little bit more, uh, I guess less anxiety inducing to have another layer of a persona to put on. <laughs> so they feel even less like, oh, this is just me up on stage, but now I'm it's I'm changing my physicality as well as my voice. So uh, it can just kind of help to make things feel a little bit more uh, creative and uh, less in steeped in their own reality. How much of this, I think of it as a kind of voice thing and an auditory thing, but how much of this is a physical process? Oh, it's a huge physical process um, for, uh, sorry, process. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that's okay. It's okay. Uh, it'll pass, right? Um, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a very big physical process because a lot of... Um, a lot of changing the quality of the sound roots itself in what are you changing physically in order to get the sound to behave that way. Um, so, and then it's a difference between, well, do I want to change the sound to be able to jump in and do an improv scene or do I want to change the sound and be able to maintain it for the duration of a TV series? <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, you know, and then then I would coach people differently and, you know, recommend if you really want it to feel natural, I recommend talking in that accent for 24 hours a day as much as you possibly can until it's like part of your DNA. For me, and I know, I know a lot of people who work differently, but I know for me, once I am creating a character, I need to find a different voice for that character that feels feels less like myself um otherwise i feel too much like especially in improv mm -hmm. <laughs> i feel too much like i'm getting on stage and improvising as myself and then it's like i don't feel as much freedom to let the story go where it wants to go um unless i have that extra layer and so i feel like the accent is really um it's a lot for to do with character 
So there's a sidebar of a story. Mm-hmm. And I feel really uh, uh, a little hesitant to tell this story, but I'm going to. Um, okay. So I was asked to do a podcast, a storytelling podcast, which shall remain nameless. Um, Uh (laughs) And the whole concept of the storytelling podcast was they did not want any of the actors to do accents. (laughs) They wanted, but yet... I had this script where I had to do several different characters, but I wasn't allowed to do accents for any of them. And it, I know other actors who have worked for this podcast who do that quite effectively. I can't do it unless I can do an accent. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, there's only so many times that I can like, make a voice slightly more nasally or make it a little deeper or make it a little higher pitched. But like if I remove that extra tool from my toolbox, I sort of, I feel like I end up sounding the same no matter what I do. I'm like, how, 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 how do I be a different character if I don't have a different accent to do? (laughs) I had like so much anxiety when I was asked to do this thing. I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't, it's going to be awful. Anyway. I'm sure it was fine. Never asked me back again. Ah, (laughs) but you know, it's like lesson learned for me. My strength is doing the different, like full on doing different accents, not just the voices. For those of us who improvise and are looking to get better at accents, what can we do immediately to get better? I always recommend that people just watch and listen to as much content as they can that has that accent. And just listen and repeat and listen and repeat. Um, also, because it makes the it makes the quote unquote homework fun. Because <laughs> you're like, mm-hmm. oh, wait a minute, I'm trying to teach myself something, and at the same time, I get to watch Ozark on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, or my cousin Vinny, or you know, any of those things. Uh, just consume content and listen and repeat. And make it fun for yourself. Next time on the Improv Chronicle podcast. Status. Some schools of thought talk about status in improv a lot. But what do we mean when we're asking someone to play high or low status? And how much do we need it to build characters and onstage dynamic? The Improv Chronicle podcast is produced and hosted by me, Lloydie James Lloyd. You can help the podcast right now. Subscribe and rate us on your favourite podcast app. Also, check out the show notes for this episode and find out about the current projects the contributors are involved in and even take an accent class. And if you have an idea for a possible episode, get yourself to improvchronicle.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.